Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Advisor Tech Show. My name's Tess Lee. I'm Managing Director of Money Info. And today I'm really pleased to be joined by Dan McMahon, who is Head of Technology and Innovation at Hyman's Robertson Personal Wealth. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? Hello, Tess. I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Advisor no Tech Show today. It's very exciting. Um, so as always, to get started, I, I tend to ask people to tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be head of, of tech and innovation at Hyman's Robertson. So what's your kind of story so far, I guess? My story so far. So, uh, yeah, my background isn't actually in sort of uh, financial advice or anything like that. I've My background's uh, very much in sort of uh, pension and DB uh digital product management, uh, innovation management within the firm. So I, I started um, out of uni, um, had a little bit too much student debt to deal with. <laughs> um, not, yeah, not a great place to be in the financial advice space. But um, so I came out of uni and it was just right, I need a job. I need to, I need to, any job will do. And I fell in, uh, I, I got, I went for three jobs, got offered one at a pension administrator Um that, that was sort of quasi public sector looking after the LGPS and went in there and, and the whole aim was I was going to work there for a year and pay off my student debts and then I was going to go and do what I really wanted to do which weirdly was in marketing that was what I was originally thinking about okay. getting into um so I was obviously uh I ended up being there for 13 years not the year um and while I was there it was wow. it was I started off in pension admin then I moved into a space that was all about bulk data it was we were collecting all the data from all the employers uh, cleaning it up and passing it to the actuary for valuation and as we were doing that it was like it, it was really cumbersome very lots of there was no fixed format that we were getting the data um it was a lot of paper still involved even though we're we're well into the 2000s at this point um so I just thought there's got to be another way of doing it. this is mad. And I, I dabbled a lot with tech while I was at uni and stuff. And I like building websites and that sort of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got very pally with the IT guys um, at the firm. And long story short, we came up with, we built our own client portal for all the employers within the LGPS um, and had a data validation service. They were able to upload their information. And then that led to more and more stuff. And resulted in me moving all over the place in in the business until I was sort of uh, head of we had this horrible term called value added business um, and I was head of that at the end of my sort of time there and um, we were we were actually selling that um, portal out to other administrators and I kept coming up against Hyman's and beat them a couple of times because they had a similar product um, so in the end uh, uh, Nigel who was heading up that part of the business uh, asked me if I'd come and join Hyman so that I was on that side of the fence, which I did, uh, looked after their equivalent product over there, but then started doing more and more product management um, across uh, across mm-hmm. a, a, the whole suite of products at Hyman's. Um, got really into uh, trying to work out how we, we could manage our ideas better. We had mm-hmm. like, obviously a big firm, lots of very, very clever people, lots of great ideas, but we weren't great at managing them and testing and, and seeing which ideas worked, which ones didn't. Um, so I ended up doing a bit of studying with MIT and uh, doing their innovation management course uh, with Bill Owlett. That's the guy that sort of literally wrote the book. Um, and that resulted in the creation of um, we had what was originally called the iHub in the firm, and that was really the the sort of idea management centre for the business. Then, born out of that, came a team called the Incubator, and the mission that we were given there was to look for new markets in which the firm could explore into. And what 
came up over and over again was there's this big advice and guidance gap in the market that that we're obviously we're we're doing a lot of work supporting corporate pension funds and advising at the corporate level yeah. but obviously seeing more and more db schemes move over to dc making the onus more and more on the individual to look after their well-being rather than having this nice secure pension that they knew exactly what they were going to get at the end and it'd pay out forever um so out of that we did a lot of market research a lot of market testing spoke to lots of advice firms but long story short there was a gap there was a need there um for a firm to come in and try and start closing that advice and guidance gap and hyman's robertson personal wealth was sort of born out of that um and i was i moved out of the incubator and was made head of tech and innovation um as we did that so we've been now running for as a personal wealth business for about two two and a bit years two and a half maybe yeah um, and we've been working with you guys since day one. So yeah, that was that sort of my journey thus far. But as I said, it was a bit of a baptism of fire. My experience definitely wasn't in this space in terms of looking at the tech stack and and what folk have to use, what what all the the various tools and bits that are out there. There's there's a hell of a lot of tech in this space. Not necessarily all of it good, mm -hmm. um, uh, but but when I was out and, and trying to procure all this stuff, it just amazed me that, well, hang on, we're just trying to go from A to B here. And somehow I need 13 applications <laughs> to do that journey. And, and not all of them talk to each other and some do, some don't. And how do we get to a stage where we can get the technology working for us? Because realistically, the only way you're going to close that advice gap for those with particularly smaller pots and things is if tech is doing more and more of the heavy lifting. So that's really my mission as head of tech in, in this space. It's interesting, you know, picking up on a couple of the points you, you made there when you when you were in pension administration, that the data was in a mess and it was in lots yep. of different formats. It's very paper based and thinking, well, it sounds awfully familiar still yep. today. And I suppose you've been with us since since day one, since you started the business. So that's been um, quite an advantage for you in terms of setting up that tech stack and that picture of the tech that you wanted to use within the business, because it's made the. Uh, adoption less of a challenge I guess because you've set your stall out from day one yeah absolutely yeah so, so, we, so we didn't have we didn't have that legacy piece so there was no um migrating of data or, or trying to get even because even getting our clients used to a way of working that's just the way we've worked since we began so clients we, we also started in in sort of the midst of well lockdown lockdowns were still a thing when I can't remember yeah. where we were um so we instantly needed a mechanism to be able to work with clients digitally um so that was always the mission anyway but it was an absolute necessity at that point we couldn't have we couldn't be waiting to send things out in the post or or trying to get into people's homes for for discovery meetings and that sort of stuff so we needed mechanisms to do that in a digital way so all of our onboarding journeys were, were sort of baked in with money info in mind um so on our guidance side to this day, the whole the whole onboarding right to the point of somebody having their first coaching call is managed by automated workflow within Money Info. So it will send the, the welcome message. It will issue the terms of business and ask them to sign all of that. It will then issue a fact find. And once they've completed that, it will then issue them a booking request and they can use Microsoft Bookings to book the appointment with the coach. So all the whole end-to-end -end journey there is all stood up within, within Money Info. And and it means again on the coaching side that we can service more folk and, and offer them that financial guidance. Because if you had an administrator there that was having to 
having to do all of that manually and chase things and because it again does that as well if somebody doesn't reply within so many days it'll issue them a chaser message and yeah. and all that sort of stuff it, it there's still unhappy paths in all of that and and we manage that but it, it's not the norm it's sort of 80 percent is all automated and it's only the 20 we need to worry about which is um, right always ab- that absolutely you're always going to get some that it doesn't you know doesn't work for certain certain clients and you've got yeah, to, have yeah. to dive off and and, and adapt that but uh, if you can get to that age 20 pool then 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 i guess you see the real impact of tech within a business and how it saves time and cost and means as you said your advisors and planners can spend more time having conversations with clients absolutely and that and that's where that eq and iq that they add to the journey is is really the value add bit we people wasting time chasing documents or checking for things or sending things that, that that's not what we want them spending their time doing um and the, the bit as, for us as well was again working with partners that where we could integrate the technology as much as possible reduce the reeking and i think whenever i hear watch one of these and and this reeking is still a big issue across yes. across this um space we're getting there we are chipping away at that but there's still a lot a lot to be done um but from my point of view if, again if we can just get rid of all that waste and everyone's just focused on doing the value add stuff then we'll again we'll just be able to service more and more clients and yeah. and 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 close that gap that that so desperately needs to be closed. You're right. We're seeing more. You know what I what I've seen out in the market certainly is there's much more amongst most not all tech providers. There's much more of an appetite to integrate and to to know that we've all got a place in that tech ecosystem and for it to work because we're never going to get I don't believe. We'll never get one, one technology that's going to do everything for an advice firm. You want to be able to choose the best of breed tools that work for you, whether that's your cash flow planning tools, your CRM, your, your portal and digital relationship management solution, which hopefully is money info for most people, of course, <laughs> um, at your Microsoft bookings, you know, there's, and it doesn't necessarily need to be industry tech. I think we've, we're starting to see a realization that the tech ecosystem is your source of truth, right? And you're not going to have everything in one place, but as long as you've got access to all of that data and information and let's integrate it where we can, I think I think we're certainly seeing a shift in the industry to to attitudes around that and how how we achieve that. And we're not, you know, you know, we we want to do more integration. We're not there yet. We've got some good work coming up um, with the with the back offices in terms of two way integration. And I know you've got intelligent office in at, in at Hyman's. So there's some good work happening. But I think are you seeing that like I am? I'm seeing much more appetite with the platforms and with other technologies to to do more and to know that we've all got a place and there's room for all of us. Absolutely. And and that best of breed point is a really important one, I think. So literally just had a call prior to this with another uh, advice firm who, who have a similar mind to us in terms of not having all your eggs in one basket is a good thing. Not being totally reliant on one side. Obviously, that bit brings challenges on the integration piece and stuff like that, but yeah. not being wholly reliant on one supplier for everything. And then in the event that goes down, you can't deliver your service is a real risk. So working with partners that that are happy to integrate so as you know we recently or in the last say recently it's been about six months now moved to using hubwires as our um yep. our main platform of choice and again that was because they've gone down the route of we will integrate we will do the two-way document piece as well within money info so that means that all of a sudden clients don't need to log into the platform they don't need to have they just need one login they can see everything that they need to see from the platform but within um within the portal um Yes, there's still some more to do with the back office and getting more integrated with that. Um, 
but generally speaking, it seems like all firm, all all, all the the different spaces that seem to realise that actually we need to do this. We need to be more connected. We need to offer solutions that don't create tons and tons of waste that, that yeah. folk are just not worried about oh I've got to key that in here then over here um, and then did I transpose anything wrong can somebody check that for none of the, all that goes out the window um, and you're just offering a, a sort of seamless advice process that goes straight through which in, in other spaces it's just the norm right it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really strange that some of the chats that I remember going to one of my first sort of tech conferences in this space and some of the stuff they were talking about I was like wow this they've not done this yet this is strange why, why are we why are we having these conversations yeah. we've been Should having we... conversations about straight through processing for 25 years or more yeah. since we've been in this industry we've always right. talked about stp and this utopia yeah I think we're probably closer than we ever were before um but i think you know there's still there's still a way to go with it as you said but i guess for you in a in a business like hyman's it's it's about the balance between the value that digital technology with your clients is bringing in terms of that time and cost saving and the ability to service more clients is, you know, it it's outweighed for you the fact that you don't have full integration with every, every piece of technology. But I hope what you've seen with us is that we are making strides into that and we're constantly pushing it because we know where we sit in this ecosystem. And, you know, we've always been agnostic and we also, you know, we've got firms, you know, all over the country using lots and lots of different technologies. And we've probably got, you know, 45, 50 integrations right now um, and more, you know, more coming all the time. So I think as long as we can keep moving it forward, then that, that balance shifts then, doesn't it? And it becomes more and more efficient rather than you're not compromising as such. Yeah. It's much more efficient as, as we move. Yeah, and, and I'd say at the beginning, when we first, and again, this is only talking a couple of years, so just in terms of that, pro, there were times where you thought, you know what, we're compromising a bit here. This is, we're yeah. creating these workarounds just to do X, Y, Z, but that that's happening less and less now. Um, and if anything, we're starting to chip away at some of that stuff that we were originally doing workarounds for. That we, yeah. So an example for that is so when we, we first started working with you guys, there was no fact find. There was no digital fact find. That wasn't a thing. Um, so we use Microsoft Forms. It's not great, but it did the job on the guidance side for us. Yeah. Um, but now, sort of two years a bit bit further down the road, we've got a digital fact find, and we can we can customize that. We can adopt, we can change that, and we can use it for. We can have more than one fact find, so we can we can just create little forms that are for a specific purpose rather than than doing a whole big big fact find all in one. So um, we've been working our way through all of that now. They integrate with all the workflows, so again, you can automate all of that as well. So more and more, we're just chipping away at, at yeah. being able to deliver things more efficiently. And you've had, because of the nature of the fact that you kind of started from scratch with this, you've had really good adoption from your clients, right? And it hasn't been it hasn't been a challenge for you because you've always said, this is how we do business and this yep. is our digital experience and these are all the benefits that you get from it, not least it secures everything, but it's a nice convenient experience and you can see everything in one place and you don't have to log into lots of different logins. So you've, you've had the benefit of that, but you've also, you're a growing business. You've brought more advisors into the business over time and we've had this discussion understandably advisors can be adverse to uh, adopting new technology because they've been stung by it in the past right so yeah. how have you how have you found that process and how are you overcoming that with your advisors in terms of getting them to to adopt the technology yeah so so you're absolutely right the, the, the tech has a bad rap in this space yeah. I, think, I think it's fair to say that um advisors don't have a great experience of it they don't they don't see it as a facilitator they almost see it as a blocker to delivering mm -hmm. the so oh, i've got to do this here and then i've got to do it there and, and it's just all very annoying very noisy um 
But one of the things we do, new advisor joins, obviously as part of their induction, we give them a, a look, this is the client, this is the way we deliver advice. And as part of that, this is where money info fits into that journey. And here's all the reasons why it's great for a client. They can they can see everything in one place. They've got instant access to you via, well, they can message you at any time. Admittedly, it's not instant messaging in that way, because again, there was nervousness around that. Advisors thinking, oh, I'm going to be bombarded with messages all day long. And that's not, not how it works. It's just a secure messenger. But from a client feeling point of view, they feel like they've got instant access yeah. in their phone, in their pocket. I can pop my advisor a message whenever I want. Um, they can see all of their um, all their plans in one place and not necessarily just the plans that we're looking after. They can, using the open banking, they can pull in their current accounts, their credit cards. They can see all of that in one place. So part of the part of the onboard warning is that cell of this is why this is what's in it for client mr advisor but equally this is what's in it for you like it makes it a lot easier journey for you you can issue your client agreements you can issue your suitability report it can all be signed in the platform you can have a conversation direct direct within the platform client can book a meeting with you and it's it's aligned to your diary it won't be a surprise we've we've got rules in there that they can't book one in the next 20 minutes and stuff like that so yeah all of that side was really well and then overlaying that with we've got access to your training team that that will just come on and deliver training pretty much whenever we want it which is mad but we get that which is great <laughs> um so so then the advisors get another session where they're taken through and this is right because there's a lot of bells and whistles to money info. We, I think we use them all now. Um, but just doing that in a structured way and the planners having time to to actually question some of that and understand works really well. And they can dip in whenever they want again. So if they want a refresher at any point in time, they reach out um, and have a call. I think the other thing as well is just client reaction to the thing helps sell it as well. So we, 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 we don't really, unless there's like a genuine sort of vulnerability issue there that means that just text the, the digital experience is not the one and we need to do a bit more old school generally speaking everyone uses the app uses it a lot we i mean we've we're, I've just got the dashboard open up there we're, we're nearly at the 1500 client mark on the portal now yeah. the bulk of them are using it um we have to, we've had a real surge lately of folk connecting bank accounts to it um as i suspect your support team will know because a few of them had bank accounts I've never even heard of and weren't necessarily supported by Yodley so we had to give Yodley a nudge to get them on there and stuff like that so um I think from an yeah the, the advice adoption point of view is once the, they understand what's in it for them and what's in it for the client then it's it's sort of a pretty easy sell to be mm. honest um are they, think, you can answer this honestly because I'm not sure what the stats are for you but are, well, are they using are the advisors and planners using them the MIM mobile app, so the advice. No, so, no. So they they use the weirdly they use the desktop. Yeah. Like they'll 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 open their like they'll they'll navigate to it on the web on their on their um iPad or on their laptop, but they don't tend to use the the app for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I think um a lot a lot of it as well. We we don't. I mean, we obviously do have in person meetings, but there is a still a lot more virtual Teams calls. And I think when they're on the Teams call like this, then it, having up on a monitor here yeah, is, yeah. is just as easy as having your phone in your hand. So I think that's the only reason. It's not that there's some like a nefarious thing. They just will not use that app on top of another app. It's just, yeah, they it's more convenient for them to use. Uh, it's the on, way they're delivering the device, as you say. Exactly. It's virtual, isn't it? So um, maybe they've already got it open on their, their desktop. So I get that. I wonder whether we'd have something to work at then. So uh, <laughs> we're on a bit of a mission to get advisors using the, the tech more and to show them 
the, the benefits of the value that it can bring and, and that it's, you know, it's not a barrier to the conversations they have. It's, no, it's supporting them and doing the simple things that they that they need. You know, they, they've got access to view their clients' portfolios, the recent documents, the correspondence, the timeline of activity. That's what it's all about. It's not about um, trying to trying to step into that advice process, I guess, that they're the conversations that they're having with their clients. So and um, what are you seeing out there in terms of the innovation that you're seeing? What are the good things that you're seeing out in the market now? What are, what do you think is we'll talk about AI in, in just a second, but what, what are you seeing out there now that's that's exciting and you know, where do you see it going next? Oh, I think my brain is all AI and that is where I'm really excited. I'm trying to think of something that's not AI related. Um talk about AI if it's that's fine, because I wanted to talk about that because I know you're doing some exploratory work around yeah. there, aren't you? And, and yeah, we're doing that going. We are, yeah. So we so um we're doing a bit of work with um Microsoft using their open AI service, which is essentially the the, the open AI model that powers chat GPT, but you can now access it via Azure. Um so we're doing a bit of work on that. There's a few there's a there's a there's a whole uh, project team working on all things AI across Hymans, but for personal wealth uh, in particular, there's a couple of use cases that we're quite interested in so we're doing a piece of work now um so previously all our documents were held on io uh, we're starting to move them out and get them into sharepoint because then what you can do is point the open ai service at sharepoint and it can look at those documents so for example um i've got a client review meeting coming up um with joe blogs um, what is it I need to do? And you can just, in normal natural language, ask that of 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 the of the AI, and it will go through all the documentation, all the data that we've got, and come back with a, a long form. Right, well, so they've they've they don't appear to be using their full ISA allowance. Maybe you'd like to have a conversation about that. They you'd previously talked about X, but that doesn't seem to have happened. Do you you might want to bring that up? Still can't see that there's a power of attorney or a, that sort of. Stuff. It will just do all yeah. that in real and just support the advice conversation. It's not meant to be there as a, a replacement for the advisor in any stretch of the imagination but just to help help them navigating all of the documentation that you build up over time and all the information you collect about a client you can distill that in a, in a few seconds just with a, 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 a in a conversational way um the bit that i really that I, i'm really sort of excited about is when we can actually put that in the hands of the client as well <clears throat> so and again what's great with money info is you can integrate this stuff. You don't, you're not reliant on, on somebody else or a roadmap and all that sort of stuff. We, we can look at integrating that. So clients get issued with a lot of wordy, complicated documents all the blooming time. Um, and advisors do a lot of work in sort of simplifying all of that and distilling the information that's in there. But obviously sometimes you'll just get an ad hoc report from a platform or whatever it may be. And it could be, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night, You've just had this thing land in your your documents. What is this? I don't really get it. Being able to again just have that conversation with the AI on there, right? I've just what does that mean? What what is a GMP? What does what what is that you've just mentioned there? What is this ISA allowance that I'm allowed? Can you explain that to me? All that sort of stuff. Obviously, caveated with all the like this is not advice and this is just information and yeah. and training the model so that it's not giving advice because obviously that starts getting really risky really quickly. Um, that feels like a really powerful thing to put in the hands mm -hmm. of clients. Um, and the last bit is just on the compliance side, um, doing file checks. And and a lot of the file checks that you do are very binary. So has an AML check been done? Does this exist on the file? Does that exist on the file? So those quantitative checks, the AI can do that 
in seconds and, and just almost report by exception and say, actually, I, there should be this thing on the file. I can't seem to see it. Um, but what's really exciting with the sort of large language models is they can start to creep into the qualitative stuff now as well. So in your fact find, this has been said, but I can't see anywhere where you've reflected that in the suitability report or the other way around. There's something in the suitability report. That I can't see where you've got that as part of your know your client piece so if we can start doing that and support that and 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 higher quality advice without the need for just an army of compliance folk because they're, they're so hamstrung with all the the regulation they need to yeah. sort of ensure is complied with if we can start supporting that with ai again it it just means we can do more for less and have min like suddenly the 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 we you don't need hundreds of thousands of pounds as a minimum investment to start working with us we can come right down because the tech's doing more and more of that heavy lifting brilliant that's really exciting because again and it's the same story isn't it it's not about replacing it's about freeing up even more time for advisors to focus on clients and to talk yep. to clients and have those conversations rather than doing the admin it's about preparing advisors for their meeting in an even better way than we can today by sifting through all of the information and pulling out the pertinent points that they need to pick up on and the compliance angle i've always thought it was a compliance checking angle for that and i think you're right the file checking is i know there's tools out there that can monitor calls and things like that and i'm like that's gonna I don't know whether that sits comfortably with with advisors. I don't know whether, you know, I think the other end of it, the the, the double checking after the process is a much more comfortable use of AI. Yeah, definitely. And again, we're going to have to do this in steps, aren't we, to introduce and to, to prove success and adoption before we'll get to the point where we can we can really embed it. But that's exciting. And hopefully some of the stuff, again, we'll have to catch up on this at some point um, for another day, but the the work that we're doing with workflow to be able to connect in those kind of tools will be really exciting for you. If you, you know, if you've got some of those in mind, we should we should have a conversation and see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, see what yeah. we can fairly soon. And again, if you start overlaying that with things like the open banking data as well, and all oh, I'm noticing, I've noticed that You've just had this influx of cash. Do you want to do? So, do you want me to book an appointment with the advisor to have a call? All that sort of stuff just starts becoming really, really exciting in terms of how you can support clients actively, like actually keep monitoring things for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of that stuff. Yeah, really. That's that's the stuff I'm really excited about. And I suppose the other thing that we've talked about a bit before, and I'm talking a bit with Hubwise about, is is a bit more of the exit, the execution only journey stuff, and yeah. making more digital journeys into. Um, into the the portal so that i don't i just want to i just want to increase my regular contribution well you should just be able to do that to be honest yeah. let, let's just let you do that i i'd quite like to open a a, a gisa well we'll just let you do that you yeah. don't need us to do all that sort of stuff if we can start baking that into the portal and that's where the the workflow extensions we're doing right now is, is very much around platform connectivity and how we can we can we can take integration to the next level, really, which is it's not it's not just about data coming to and from systems anymore. It's about process. And it is about that straight through processing that we've been banging on about for 25 years. But it it is about how we can support that. So if you can, you know, if you can create a workflow and you can pick a step, pick an API endpoint, tell it what you want to send it do a bit of manipulation of it if you want to retrieve some responses back and that's what it's all about and that's yep. when it becomes incredibly powerful and that would work for platform integration for ai integration so watch this space because we've got some some cracking stuff coming out it's happening out there right now there's there's, <laughs> there's there's devs out there tapping away at their keyboards right now making that happen so that's really exciting for us because then it becomes it's no code integration effectively then isn't yep. it and it means 
particularly as you have tech resource, you're not, like you said, you can already do stuff with, with the, um, the embedding, embedding stuff that we can do through Workflow, but you'll be able to do even more if you've got your tech resource. You're not, you're not waiting for money info. You, you can just crack on with it and we'll, you know, we'll help you along the way wherever, wherever needs be. So that's really exciting for me. And um, it was very interesting to, to hear those use cases for AI because I think they're, they're spot on and they're, they're, they're quite straightforward things that will really demonstrate value very quickly. Absolutely. And, and there's no doubt loads of stuff we've not even thought of yet. And as we start using the technology, more use cases will will emerge. And as the technology improves as well, that I mean, one of the things we're doing a lot of work on at the moment is um, in terms of the kicking the tires and, and how reliable is the AI. Well, so we had some really weird experiences where we knew there were answers in the data and it wasn't retrieving the answers. And then conversely, the answers weren't in the data and it was giving answers that it had just sort of fabric like that the whole hallucination piece it was it was just fabricating stuff so there's there's a fair bit of work still to be done and sort of from an operational point of view um setting the the boundaries for all of this so we need to keep a human in the chain that's yeah. why that direct client inter interaction piece is a way off for us um but if it can support the advisor the advisor can peer review what it is it's told it we we always we include links to reference if it's referencing a document it'll it'll it will include where it's got that information from so you can go back and double check all of that sort of stuff so it's definitely coming um and as the models get more sophisticated i mean we know they're working on the the gpt5 model now in the background um we'll just see more and more use cases for this stuff i think yeah absolutely but you're right it's got to be controlled hasn't it it's got to be managed and that that rollout has to be you've got to have because we're in such a regulated industry you've got to have the the protections around it to make sure that it's used absolutely. properly and effectively Brilliant. Well, look, we're coming uh, towards the, the end of our, our time today. So um, I always like to just pe give people an opportunity to, if, if people want to get in touch with you, Dan, if people want to find out more about what you're up to uh, at Hyman's Robertson, how, what's the best place for them to go? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so if you just search for Daniel McMahon at Hyman's Robertson Personal Wealth, that will uh, that will drag me up. I would imagine if you chucked it in Google, you'll probably get my face pop up somewhere as long as you put Hyman's <laughs> in it as well. Well, chat um, GPT, maybe? Chat GPT. No, I don't, I don't know if I'm that infamous <laughs> yet. I'm not I'm not quite cracked that one. But uh, yeah, no, LinkedIn's probably the best place. I'm pretty active on there. Um, so yeah, pop me a message. Um, and yeah, happy to happy to speak to anyone who would be interested in a chat. Fantastic. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the Advice no Tech It's been really insightful um, to have you on. Um, so thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, Tess.